Hello, Mama. So excited to be here with you today. I am coming to you from my crazy half-packed house and... Uh, we are starting remodels this week, which is very exciting, and I hope that we start feeling some progress and seeing a timeline emerge of what uh, our move-in date might be. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it all works out. There's crunch time with baby, so <laughs> it's all going to work out, though. Uh, I have a lot of peace about it because I had been praying about our move, uh, you know, as we were house hunting months and months ago. And um, every time I would pray, I just would hear God say October. And I didn't know what that meant at the time. I didn't know if we would find the house in October or move in in October. Or, uh, you know, who knows? But um, as as time has gone on and we found our house and, um, you know, everything has worked out, I've, you know, slowly begun to realize October is move-in date. And so, it feels very tight because babies do November 4. We're probably moving in mid-October. I know I'm talking about this all the time. It's just because it's always on my mind. But um, all that to say, like, because God had told me October months ago, I just feel this peace about it. I'm like, okay, God had this in the plans. We knew this was going to happen. Like, we are all good. Like, we have got this. And then the good thing, too, about, you know, remodeling is we're not doing everything. We're just doing, a, you know, a handful of things. And so we can start getting some of the rooms set up now, hopefully. And, you know, in my mind, it's all going to go smooth. We'll see. <laughs> Keep you posted. <laughs> um, but all that to say, my current house is in a little bit of disarray as we are you know, half packed and still here. And, you know, it's just kind of crazy. So that is where I'm sitting right now. I hope that you're sitting in a more peaceful environment. I can't wait to like, just even get like my diffusers going in all the different rooms of my new house and, you know, just make everything beautiful and smell good. It just, yeah, especially in this season of chaos, I am just dreaming about that. So <laughs> uh, I hope you have something cozy like that though right now. But if you don't, this episode will be really good for you because we are going to talk about how to let people help you. Because I don't know if you know this, but you're not supposed to do it all alone, mama. No matter who you are, no matter what your situation is, that's not what it should look like. So we're going to talk about how to do that, what some tips are. I know so many of us struggle to let people do things for us. And so we're going to dive into that today. But before I go on, I just wanted to remind you, hey, when you take a minute and you share an episode on Instagram or uh, text a friend or whatever social media thing that you know you're on, it means the world to me. It helps just spread this and um, helps grow the business and uh, grow whatever God's doing. I don't even like calling it a business. It doesn't feel like a business, but like God is just up to something here. And so I just appreciate it so much when you take a minute to do that. Um, so if you can just stop right now, take a screenshot of this episode or one of your favorite episodes and send it to a friend, post it on your social media, tag me and I'll um, try and repost you. If I just, sometimes I don't get there in time. <laughs> So I'm really bad at social media, but I will at least send you a message and tell you thank you. Um, and yeah, it just helps. It helps so much. And especially if this is something that's encouraged you, you get to help other people by helping them get encouraged too. So I thank you for that in advance. You're amazing. And without further ado, let's hop into today's episode. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. 
Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Mama. So today we're talking about how to let people help you. And this question emerged. Um, well, I was reminded of it because it's come up many times, but it, <laughs> I was reminded of it the other day when we were doing our academy call. We have our live coaching call with the academy girls once a week um, as they're working through all of the video and homework content. And someone <laughs> talked about how they had had um, a good moment with a relative about um, having a hard conversation with about cleaning because, you know, they're, they're relative and I'm just trying to keep it vague, make sure no one knows who we're talking about. Uh, their relative, you know, would come in and when they would babysit, they would, you know, do the dishes or clean some things. And this mama just was really disturbed by that. And so she was able to have a good conversation with them and talk about how that was hard for her. Um, and this relative was like, okay, I, I won't do that anymore. And I was like, okay, well, great job. One, having the conversation, like that's huge. Yes. Yes. I celebrate that. However, you are missing out on half of the goodness here because ultimately I think there's probably some pain points and we, we talk all about pain. Um, we can, we identify what your core pain words are so you can, um, in any situation, see why you're getting triggered and why you're acting the way you do. And so, um, you know, we, we, we map that all out. And so I think I said, I think there's one of your pain points that is underneath the reason why you don't want her to help you. And I say that so, so definitively because that is, that was me for a long time, especially as a new mom, um, and a new house owner and, you know, just, I guess a new wife, even, you know, it's been just a couple of years. I felt so deeply insecure in my ability to be a mom and my ability to take care of the house. And, uh, I put so much pressure on myself to feel like I had to do it all and do it all perfectly. And if anyone saw anything that wasn't perfect, then I was embarrassed. I felt like it said something about who I was. I felt like it, uh, people would look at that and, and judge it. And I felt like if people came in and helped me, I felt like it, they were saying, well, you're not a good enough mom. You're not a good enough house cleaner. Let me show you how to do it right. This, you know, this, what you're doing isn't good enough. And actually I think most of the time now we'll talk about the exceptions, but most of the time that is not the intention of the person helping you. And even with this girl we're talking about from the Academy, this relative of hers, that was not their intention. That was absolutely not what, after they had that conversation, like they were, they, you know, that relative was like, I did not mean that at all. Right. Same, you know, same story with me. Like I, I, struggled so much, especially with my mother-in-law doing it. My mom too. Um, when they would come in and watch my kids and do my dishes or clean my kitchen, you know, those are usually like the hot spots. Um, then I, or pick up toys for that matter, but I, I would just feel so triggered and so inadequate. And I would just not like that. And I was, you know, upset at them and, um, you know, internally, like, which is all on me. They did nothing wrong, right? Like they're trying to help 
and I'm triggered and I'm not realizing it. And so I wanted to talk about this because I know it's such a common thing is that we feel like it's all needs to be on us. We feel like if someone's going to help us, it says that we're not good enough, that, that we're not a good enough mom. We're not a good enough housekeeper. So I want to talk to you about how I have gotten out of this mindset because girl, like you should not be doing it alone. If someone wants to help you, not only should you not be triggered, and obviously that takes some some deeper work, but also you should say, hallelujah, thank you, take my children, take the dishes, take the toys, like whatever you want to take, take it. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> so let's talk about how to get there because, because that's where like the real freedom comes in. Now, I want to start by giving a few examples of how this mindset showed up in my life because it wasn't just like uh, my mom or mother-in-law coming in and, and doing dishes while they were there. That was a big part of it. But it showed up in other areas as well. And I think it's all kind of attached to this this same kind of lie that we believe that we need to prove we're good enough, that we need to uh, do it all alone in order to feel like we're enough. And so here's some other ways it showed up. You know, um, I also felt like like my husband, when we first got married, shouldn't cook because I'm the wife. Like, right, this is kind of like old gender roles. And we're going to talk about that because, you know, I do believe that God has some things to say to husbands and wives that are different. However, I don't think God says who should cook or who should take care of the kids or what that should look like. And so for me, like, I just felt like I, he would cook sometimes. And unless it was like a special occasion, I would be like, so worried about it. And I would feel again, triggered by that because I felt like I should be doing that. Right. I also like it went to different areas. Like I felt like we shouldn't hire a gardener (laughs) because I felt like we should be able to do it ourselves. Like, why are we outsourcing this? And, you know, we'll talk a little bit about the mindsets of where all this comes from, but I just had this mindset of we should, we should be able to do this. Like this is our place. We need to be able to take care of it ourselves. Uh, along the similar mindset, I felt like we shouldn't hire a cleaner for a long time because I'm capable of it and I should know how to do it. And it just shows my weaknesses if, if I don't do it right. And that we should use that money for something else. Even if we had that money, we shouldn't use it for that. Like <laughs> so many things. I also felt like, and, and not only if you're probably hearing some of this, and this is also me putting this on my husband because like for him, he was the one that kind of took care of the, the garden and the uh, backyard and the lawn and all of that. And I I was putting this on him. Like I told him he should not hire a gardener because he should be the one to do it. Right. So like not only is this affecting and limiting me, it's affecting and limiting him as well. So this, for me, this mindset was so encompassing of so many things. Um, I also felt like we should build our own things and fix our own things because we can figure it out and we shouldn't have to hire someone else. Um, we should use that money for something else, but there's that we need to be the ones to do it all. And I'm sure, you know, one, this very much attaches to my idea of perfectionism, my, um, my pain point of not feeling good enough, you know, and, but I'm sure it also comes up in just how I was raised and, you know, we were very like self-sufficient and I feel like, you know, and my dad is so good at doing so many different things. And so I think part of it comes from that kind of mindset. Um, and part of that's good. Like it is good to, to know how to do things yourself and to, um, be able to work hard and do these things. But I took that mindset and, and distorted it into a way that was unhealthy and limited me. And so, you know, I kind of already touched on this, but I, the secret to all you mamas 
that think you have to do so much and you have to have it all together and you look at other moms and you think, how do they have it all together? They do everything and it's all perfect and it looks amazing. Okay, well, here's the secret. Either one, things are falling apart in those mamas' lives and they are keeping it a secret and they're not allowing people to see it and they're hiding that, which, you know, Instagram, right, paints these beautiful pictures of of the ideal moments in our lives and it can be so easy to read into that. So this could be someone doing it uh, intentionally and trying to hide it or unintentionally and just trying to share the pretty moments and you assume that they have it all together, right? So that could be one of the things. The other option, there's only two options here. They're either have some areas that are weaknesses that are falling apart that you don't know about or they don't do it alone. Those are the only two options, okay? Now, you know, obviously it depends because like there, I know there's some mamas that like they're not working and so they are super dedicated to the house and to homeschooling and like that is, they have their systems down, their routines down and all of that. And so there are some mamas that are, that are doing all of those things, right? They've like really honed in on it. But if they're working or if they, even homeschooling, right, is like work, um, I, I guarantee you there's either an area that's struggling, maybe it's just exhaustion (laughs) or they're not doing it alone. Okay. So I'm going to give you me as an example. Now, I don't know if you guys really see me this way. I hope that you don't because I definitely am not this way. And I hope I'm open enough that you don't like perceive me this, but even some people in my real world life, sometimes they're like, how do you do it all? And I'm like, well, I don't, (laughs) first of all, but but the two things I just listed, both, yes, there's often something falling apart (laughs) and I don't intentionally hide it, but it's there. Sometimes I intentionally hide it, right? Sometimes you're like, your house is in chaos and someone's coming over and you're like, I can't let them see this. And part of that's just being a good host and creating a good environment. But sometimes there's a different tendency in me that just doesn't want to allow people to see that because then they're going to see the weakness in me. And so I definitely can fall into that trap as well. I think most of us can. So something something to be aware of. So, but for me, like either there's something falling apart and I don't do it alone. Both of those things are very true for me. And so when someone says like, how do you do it all? I'm like, well, I don't, (laughs) you know? And so, you know, for me, I... First of all, have an area like I've, I've shared before and shared today that there's something slipping and especially, and I talk about this a lot, but especially in a crazy season for me, there is something that I usually let go of completely. Like I kind of compartmentalize my focuses and I'm like, okay, if I just manage these three bubbles, I'm going to ignore the other two bubbles over there because I don't know how to do it all. Now I'm not saying that's what we should be doing. Like I'm working on that and trying to strengthen my ability to continue in all of my routines and hard times, but you know, also grace. So it's like a, it's like a combination of things, right? But you know, just as an example of someone that you might think has it all together. Again, I hope you don't perceive that of me, but in case you do, that's not true. Like there is usually something slipping, whether it's like laundry is slipping or groceries are slipping or cleaning is slipping right now. All three of those things are slipping. Actually, I went to the grocery store just a couple days ago. Hallelujah. But before that, we went like a week and the only vegetable we had in the house was frozen peas. And so we ate those like every meal. <laughs> Good thing my kids love frozen peas. <laughs> but it was bad, right? Like I definitely should have gone a week earlier or at least taken a little trip, right? There's so many things I could have done. But I, again, I compartmentalize and I, yeah. So I, 
that is one thing for me, like to, to be, have a real story for you. Um, and with that, I, you know, I'd also don't want to encourage you just to like stay there because, um, now the way that things are in my house, in my life right now, it's, it's not, I, I'm not okay with it going on forever. You know, this is a season. It's the middle of a move. It's the middle of like a pregnancy where I'm not able to move around as quickly and easily. So there, there are a lot of factors. Now there's always going to be factors, right? But there's all these, these are two huge things that are limiting my abilities right now. And so yes to grace and to making plans. And so I have plans in place of like, okay, this is what it's going to look like when we move, right? Or, or at least like after, you know, the first month or two with the baby and we're getting our routines with the baby down and, you know, I don't know how number three is going to go. I'm so curious. I'm like, what is this baby going to be like? Cause I have two very different kids. The first kid was super challenging second kid was super like easy angel baby. So I'm like, what are we going to get this time? <laughs> what is it going to be like having done this twice before? I don't know. All these thoughts are going through my mind. So I don't know how long it's going to take into hone in those routines, you know, get enough sleep going that I can like really, you know, bounce back on getting all of these systems in place. But all that to say is I have a plan and I, um, I've talked a lot about Chelsea Joe and her systemize your life Academy. Highly, highly, highly recommend that that has changed my life. And so my plan is once I, you know, settle things, settle down from the baby, I'm going to redo the whole course. I've already done it all. Um, but I'm going to go through it all again and get everything back in place with our new house and our new routines that we're developing with a newborn. And, you know, so I have a plan in place. I know the way out. I've done it before. I know the way out. And so this is not, I'm not okay sitting here forever. And I just say that because I also don't want you, as you hear about, oh yes, extend grace and and it's okay. But I just also want you to know, like, I don't want you to sit there forever because it will impact your mental health. It will impact your relationships. It will impact everything. Okay. But also real talk. Okay. Can we do both? (laughs) But while we're touching on it, that's actually another way that I have allowed people to help me is through taking courses. When I first um, became a mom, I took a whole course on cleaning, like how to clean things, how to get into routines, how to do all that. Like I just had never really thought about it before. It wasn't something uh, innate in me. And so I bought that, right? Like that was an investment I made in myself and my home. And then, you know, with this at Chelsea Joe's program, like I have taken um, an, another investment of time and money to learn how to create these systems and routines in my, you know, she goes into every area of your life, your your business, your home, your marriage, your kids. Uh, I can't remember all the categories at the moment, but it was an investment. So that's another way that I have allowed people to help me is by learning from them and not feeling like I have to make it all up or figure it out on my own. But we'll, we'll get more into all of that. Um, so, but here, so like I said, we're talking about an example of how moms that we think that they have it all together, they don't really. And so we're talking about me as the example. If I fall into that category, <laughs> I should don't feel like I do, but for some, sure, okay. Um, but okay. So the, the two things that we're looking at are the secret is that those moms, there's either things falling apart or they don't do it alone. So I just talked about how things often are falling apart behind the scenes. The second part is that I don't do it alone. So let me give you some examples of what this looks like in my life. So my husband, he is the cook in the family. He almost every night when he's home. Now he works long hours sometimes, so he's not always home, but when he is home and he is, you know, he's not home for like breakfasts or lunches, but when he's home for dinner, he will cook every night he's home. 
you know, or we'll, you know, get takeout or something, but he is the cook. And most of the time after dinner, now it's been a little crazy lately with the house because he's working on the repairs and stuff, but he will do the dishes afterwards, right? So I know that's a shocker to, to many of you that maybe don't have supportive spouses, or maybe you just felt like you had to do it all. Um, hey, let's try and lean into some of the strengths of your husband's, and we're going to talk about that. But that's that's one way that I'm helped, uh, in a big way. So right I, the, here, so breaking more of the perception that maybe that I have it all together and I do it alone. No, I don't do this alone. Um, another thing is we have a cleaner that comes every other week and helps get my house clean. Now I have to, you know, keep it picked up in the middle. I have to clean my kitchen and, uh, you know, often in the middle of that. But that does do a huge chunk, right? The showers I don't have to deal with. Like there's there's so much that comes with that that is so helpful. So, and a gardener, like we're not taking that on ourselves as well. I also have childcare for my kids throughout the week. And now I know this is one people are, most people are probably more open to, but I know some of you feel like, you know, especially if you work from home, you feel like you can't hire someone. You feel like you have to be the parent day in and day out and do it all. And I have to say to that, no, that's, I don't believe that you need to do that. You don't have to carry on that weight. And so I absolutely think you can be an amazing parent and have your kids in babysitting, daycare, school, whatever it looks like. Um, and so that is another way that I am helped. Um, along with that, um, and my child care looks like a lot of different things. Like there's, there's, uh, relatives that help. There's, um, babysitters that help. There's school that helps. There's, you know, so many different things. And so, you know, as part of that, my mom and my mother-in-law, when they come often, especially in this season, as I keep telling you about, they will often do my dishes and clean up my kitchen while they're here. And so, Again, I used to fight that and I used to be offended by it. And now I, you know, um, just, can you come over every day? Like, this is great. Uh, why don't you do more? No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. But it's like literally anything they do, I am beyond grateful for. And so, um, and this is not just like the mess that they make. Like often they'll walk into my house and this used to be a trigger point for me too. And um, they'll walk into my house and it will be a disaster again, especially in this season. Um, but again, I've, I've talked over many months about this is a weak spot in my life and I have routines. I know how to put them in place, but sometimes I don't always do that well. And so they'll walk into my house and it's com a complete disaster. And I used to be so ashamed and I still have moments where it's like, Oh, I don't really want you to see this again. Like, yeah, you know, I have those moments still, but I've gotten better at just like embracing it. It's like, okay, it's okay that they're here and things are not perfect. That's okay. Uh, it doesn't mean that I'm not good enough. And, you know, I, I fight those lies. Um, and they will come in and they'll take a, a horrendous kitchen and it's not a mess they made, but they will clean it all up. So those are just a few examples of how I don't do things alone in my life as a mother, as a wife, as a housekeeper, like I'm, I'm not alone in this and I'm not, I'm not okay with being alone. And I'm actually constantly trying to find ways that I can get more support so that I can do more of the things that I love. And that's the thing is when we let people help us, one, we have less pressure, less stress, less chaos. We're able to, able to keep up better with things, but also we get to do more of the things we do love, more of those moments of joy you do love with your kids, more of that time at work that you do love without distraction. You can get more done, more of the relaxing at night and spending time with your husband or, or just taking care of yourself, right? Like that's what we get 
when we say yes to people helping us. And ultimately, I'm just going to touch on this for a second. You do need to do the deeper work and figure out what's underneath it. Like I said, for me, it's that that feeling of not good enough. And so, um, you know, this is something we talk about in the academy is rewiring our brain by going through our four steps. If you want like a, a, a quick um, how to on this, because it's, it's a theory that I used back when I was a therapist and it's amazing. It helps it's, it's so amazing. Everyone that I've ever introduced also thinks it's amazing. But anyways, you can go back and listen to episodes 15 through 20. And I highly encourage you to do that because it is mind blowing to help you learn about yourself and learn about, um, how to rethink triggers and how to rethink relationships. And, you know, I can like see the downloads per episode and there's a ton of new listeners here now that have not listened to those episodes because those episodes have like a fraction of the listen listens or downloads as do the current episodes. And I get it, but I just, I'm telling you, you got to go listen to those because they are just the core of everything. That's how I've healed. That's how I like rethink things. That's how I get out of this mindset when my mother-in-law comes over is because I'm not letting those lies dictate my actions anymore. So that's my quick blurb on restoration theory to do the deeper work here. Um, And you can go again, listen episodes 15 through 20. And I just, I can't recommend it enough. Okay. So as we're looking to, you know, once you can get past that mindset of like, okay, I don't have to do it all. And you say, okay, I'm, I'm ready for help, Brittany, but now how do I figure that out? How do I do this? And, and, in each of these categories too, there's different mindsets and beliefs we do have to work through. So a few areas to get more help in are relatives, right? Um, using money, um, figuring out how to shift time, Uh, and then also marriage and gender roles. So let's go through each of those categories. And again, all of your viewpoints on these, they do matter and they're at play here. So there's, you know, there might be a certain category that you really need to work more on and go to God with and maybe talk with a, you know, a spiritual advisor or a a good friend about to just kind of get, or therapist for that matter, (laughs) to get to your mindsets around those and boil down what's going on there. But I do think a lot of them, um, in general, the root of it all, the basic root is pride. And I think that most often our pride is rooted in this lie of inadequacy, feeling like we're not good enough. And so with all of this, my encouragement to you, um, you know, obviously restoration theory, but also if you want to just tackle it in in another way is you've got to work to stop trying to prove your worth through your actions. And the thing is that you've got this belief that you've got to replace like, cause right now you're trying, you feel unworthy. You feel like you're not good enough and you try and prove that you're good enough or you feel like you're trying to prove you're worthy through your actions. But here's the thing, your worth has already been proven. God created you and then Jesus died for you. Like, that is enough worth for anyone. And he made you good and he's redeemed and forgiven your life. Like that is all that you need to have a healthy identity. And so we've got to get to the point where we can remember that and stop trying to prove that we're good enough because that's only going to lead us to this place of feeling that we have to do it all alone. And so, um, 
this kind of touches on restoration theory, but first of all, speaking truth over yourself. So if you struggle with this, you need to start speaking some truth to yourself. You need to get some verses out and start um, speaking the identity God has placed on you over yourself. So get some verses. Um, There's so many good things about what God says. Psalm 139 is one of my favorite places to go for this. I'm sure you've read it before, but um, that's just like an amazing uh, chapter to speak over yourself and to understand how God sees you and how good he made you. And you can, you know, there's so many verses that you're more than a conqueror. You're beautifully and wonderfully made. You are made in the image of God, right? Like there's, it goes on and on. So, so look up some verses in the Bible that speak truth over yourself and, and use those, have them ready. And then the second part too, is to confess your pride. So this goes hand in hand. It's, they're attached. Inadequacy and pride, they seem opposite, but they're actually attached. Inadequacy leads to pride. Pride leads to inadequacy. It's just like this vicious cycle. And so confess your pride to God. Like anytime you're trying to prove yourself worthy outside of God, that is kind of a, you're, you're, you're in, in pride, right? You're, you're looking at an accomplishment of yours and and saying, well, that's what makes me worthy. Like, look how good I am. And that is pride because our worth comes from God. Now it's okay to celebrate our victories. It's okay to celebrate our accomplishments. That's great, but we can't place our identity in them. And that's where the problem comes. And you know, this is a prayer I pray almost every day when I remember is uh, there's a verse that says, demolish my pride, give me a heart of humility. And that's, that's what I pray every day. And now that can be painful, right? Like pride can um, make us feel protected and comforted sometimes because it, uh, if we don't do that deeper work to, to really work out our identity, it's like this kind of false shield that we can hold up that at a time can feel like it protects us, but ultimately it's only harming us. And so to, to dismantle that is not easy and it requires humility and humility is challenging. So, uh, that prayer, be careful when you pray it, like make sure you're ready for that because <laughs> it's hard, but ultimately that's what we all need. And so my encouragement to you is just to confess daily, like any pride problems that you're having, and just pray that God would give you that heart of humility that that you desire and that he desires for you. So those are two things that you can use to really work on some of this mindset around feeling like you have to do it all yourself. Let's get to that inner work of, of believing who God says you are, and then just confessing any sin that's getting in the way. All right, Mama, I'm loving this topic so much. I think it's so relevant for so many of us. So we're going to break this up into two episodes. So we will be back in the next episode to continue our conversation about how to let people help us. Let me just pray for you. God, I just thank you for who you are, God. I thank you that you have a plan for our flourishing, God, and that you have a way that we can do this, this amazing life without just being bogged down and overwhelmed all the time, God. And part of that plan is to lean on each other, God, that you made us for community. And Lord, I just pray, God, that you would just help each of these mamas just press into that community to um, to get rid of these old lies that say we have to do it alone, that 
That's how we are worthy, God. We're only worthy through you, God, through who you say we are, God. Nothing we can accomplish will ever prove our worth, Lord. So just, I pray you would remove those lies in the name of Jesus and that you would just speak truth to us over who we are and and just what you have for us to do, God. Help us to accept the help, God, that's going to make us stronger and able to run faster and able to enjoy more of this amazing life you've given us. You're so good and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you've found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you.